Do you have an unexpected story to tell or know someone who does? We'd love to have you on the pod. Please apply at please don't tell anyone pod at gmail.com or follow our application link in bio of our Instagram, please don't tell anyone pod or TikTok account. So I went on to Reddit. I was like, this is totally random and probably completely embarrassing on my part, but I'm an American who went to Kuala Lumpur. I met this Nigerian guy, spent weeks with him, got back to Bangkok, found out I was pregnant. And a part of me feels like this was intentional and the comments were just flooded. Hey, and thanks for coming back to Please Don't Tell Anyone. I'm Molly Clark, your host, and this is the podcast where you hear unexpected stories by ordinary people. I go and blind to all my interviews so that I can hear the story firsthand, just like you. Please don't tell anyone. I said, please don't tell anyone. Don't tell I said, please don't tell anyone. Please don't tell anyone. Don't tell I said, please don't tell anyone. I said, please don't tell anyone. Don't tell So, <laughs> you are the first guest who's coming on twice. Am I yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, my friend no. Rose interviewed me for my episode, and then she had her own. But no, you are the first twice. And I don't know how your life just keeps getting more shocking within months. Um, within, like, I'm weeks? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure everyone will remember you. You you had one of the one of our most viral episodes. We're back with Aria. First of all, how did how did that episode land for you? Like, what was that experience like for you? Um, so I didn't think anybody would watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I I've shared my story before. Obviously, like more of like a one on one setting. Yeah. And I guess people are surprised by it, but I didn't think that the internet would like react in the way yeah 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 like when you told me it was one million views in 12 hours I was like for me (laughs) because yeah I didn't know I don't know I guess because you know it's my life and I it's it's been my life for 36 years I don't I don't see it as something like so crazy I know my lifestyle is very different um Mm -hmm. and obviously my upbringing is very different as well but just to refresh anyone's memory yeah story was that she was kidnapped by her mother and later found her entire father's family. Yeah, yeah. And the complicated relationships. Yes. That entangled. So I was. I thought that the next time I would talk to you would be after you talked to your father, and then our next conversation would be about that. I guess my right. first question is: Have you talked to your father? Not yet. No. Okay. So I've talked to everybody else in the family who knows yeah. about your lovely podcast. Um, <laughs> pretty much, like, everyone in New Orleans knows about your podcast at this point, which is so funny. And know. Yeah. Oh, he knows. He knows, yeah. He oh, knows. okay. We have, like, been in the process of arranging things, but then this happened, and yeah. I haven't even explained this to yeah. anyone except for one person in my family, because I think I'm still, like, what the hell like what is well okay so So a few like about a month ago you put up a story and Mm -hmm. I forget I just went to look back at what the story was because I replied to it and I was like let's fucking do it but I think you said something along the lines of like Molly I have a crazy story or yeah something insinuating what was happening yeah and then you wrote me and you said I wish I knew what the first story was because there's no context before I've been tracking his every move I return to the city next week and we'll explain everything when I'm done. Yeah. 
and then you were kind of in this like unsafe so this was all very vague and you were kind of like in this unspace safe for space for a little bit and yeah for those listening you're probably like what the hell are you guys talking about so <laughs> i'm gonna read you the submission or what would be a submission i put it in first person um yeah what you wrote me this morning actually i'm just gonna send it to you and i'll have sure. you read it and i just cannot believe that this is your life and real you and me both okay I am a 36-year-old travel and wildlife photographer who in January of 2023 embarked on a trip around the world. In April of 2023, I found myself in Malaysia where I started dating a handsome Nigerian man. After returning to Thailand to make plans to move closer to him, I found out I was pregnant. Seeing his odd reaction to the news caused me to do some digging and I found out that this was part of a new organized crime ring called Wound Rentals, where men impregnate women for financial gain, citizenship to their country, or even child trafficking. Instead of running back to the States, I decided to buy a one-way ticket, return to Malaysia, and go after him and everyone involved. Surprise. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the biggest mic drop submission ever. I mean, our correspondence over the last month You've said, like, I'm not sure if I can talk about this because legally. And then there was kind of this back and forth in the last week of, like, that he wanted to pay, basically pay you off to not speak to any of this. Yeah. So just before we start, like, are you allowed to speak to this? And where do things stand with your safety? Because I want to make sure you're safe. Yes, yes. My lawyer said to slaughter him. So here we go. Oh, great. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Here Um, we go. Yeah. So you're pregnant. Or you were pregnant? I had a miscarriage two weeks ago, which oh, fuck or yeah. not fuck. I don't know yeah. how I, you both. feel about that. Yeah. Both fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, okay, we'll explain it later, but yeah, it's, it's, there's like things that led up to that happening. Mm-hmm. So one of the main things is these men who do this, do it in this region of the world because abortion is illegal. So you have no choice unless you fly somewhere else to get an abortion so the and most of these women especially local women they don't have the resources to just mm-hmm. fly to america or fly to whatever other country i think the closest country that offers an abortion is vietnam however <laughs> i learned upon my arrival in vietnam the abortion pill just the pill mm-hmm. for americans is one thousand dollars oh my god yeah so they're not they're not making it easy and then they're making a profit off of it. The abortion rate in Vietnam for women mm-hmm. who are pregnant is 53% because okay. of the amount of trafficking and sex tourism that goes on and these American and European men that fly there to sleep with teenage girls. And it's just, yeah, it's been crazy. Okay, so let's, I just want to start at the beginning because yeah. this was someone you had feelings for. Yeah. So you are literally going to move to be with this person. So where does this story start? So it starts mid-April, maybe like a week after I talked to you. I went to go check out Kuala Lumpur because I didn't like where I was living in Thailand. I was living in, in southern Thailand in Krabi and it's rainy season. So basically no one's there. And so I went there on my first day there. I met him. So I was staying at one of the Marriott hotels. I have a platinum Marriott membership from traveling so much. So I stayed at this hotel called Hotel Stripes, Mm -hmm. and I met him there, and I later learned... How did you meet him? Just at at the lounge in the bar. Oh, just like in the bar? Yeah. Just, did he pick you up, or...? Came, introduced himself, 
just happened to be there. I was like, are you staying here? No, like having drinks with a friend. Like walked downstairs with him. His car was parked out front. It was like the people there knew who he was. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe this is a hangout spot. I mean, some people, you know, yeah. have to hit up the hotel but bar. You were no into him. Did. You thought he was attractive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we talked about like real estate. He said he was in real estate and crypto. Remember that. And I had briefly mentioned my hotel, but I never give details. So he mm-hmm. was very like, oh, where is it at? I'm like, oh, I don't, like, I don't like to give. Just as a creative, I don't like to give great details until I'm done with it. Yeah. So I was just like, it's, in, it's somewhere in East Africa. I'm still, and he's like, well, how many square feet? I'm like, yeah, I'm not telling that either. <laughs> like I, just very vague. He was very intrigued by the fact that I think Mal- Malaysia was my seventh country this year. Mm-hmm. So just like interested in my travels. Again, nothing out of the ordinary. Like most people think it's pretty interesting to be in seven countries in a four month span. So yeah, it was, it's yeah. Uh, way better than normal small talk. You know, it's it's a little bit different than how's the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about the places that I've been and what I do for work and where I'm from. And he said he had to go, but he would come and pick me up for lunch. So we went to lunch, like a late lunch. Like they eat very late in Malaysia. I think lunch is like five and dinner is like ten. Oh my god! Yeah, yes. So we went out to lunch. When I meet somebody new and I go somewhere with someone new, I text everybody I know. So everyone mm-hmm. I know knew I'm going out with this person. I share my location on my iPhone and my watch. If you don't hear from me in two hours, panic. That, that's yeah, just like my stand. Yeah. Like every time I travel, that's the standard for me. So it, people knew where I was. People knew that I was with this person that I just met. I went to lunch, normal lunch, dropped me off at the hotel after I said, do you want to go out tonight? Fine. So... I spent every day with him for the next couple of weeks, every single day. And it was going to different restaurants in the city. It was driving and showing me around to see if I liked the place. I met his friends. I went to his football game. I went to his house. Like there was nothing that that was like a red flag in terms of trying to hide anything. The red flag Mm -hmm. for me was he was always late and he didn't talk much about work. So he always had to work, but he never mentioned anything, which I thought was a little... But you guys were also in this beginning, what sounds like very, like, right. infatuation, storybook, right. you know. Exactly, exactly. So... Fluff, yeah. The, the, the lateness, I was, he couldn't give, like, a straight answer as to why he was late. He just said he was really busy with work. And I thought, okay. Mm, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Two things happened during that trip. One, he mentioned that he was having an issue with his visa, which I've had issues with visas. I've lived, I lived in Australia for a year. I lived in New Zealand for a year. I lived in Mexico. I was currently living in in Thailand. I had to make a border run in Thailand because I had an issue with my visa. So to me, that wasn't anything odd. And he said that he arrives on a student visa, that visa had expired during the lockdown. He had been going back and forth with the school to extend it and like how difficult it was in Malaysia to extend it. So my suggestion was, well, go home, like just yeah, go home. And he was adamant that he could not go home. And his whole thing was why? like, if I leave, then I can't come back. And I was like, well, why wouldn't, if they're telling you, you need to leave to fix it and you need to leave to fix it. And it just didn't make sense. Like he was very adamant that he could not go back to Nigeria and he mentioned that he previously lived in Dubai. 
uh, I think his brother lives in Dubai or something like that. So he said, well, if I have to leave, I'll just go back to Dubai. And I was like, yeah, but that's not going to fix... You're, like, it if your goal is to be in... Yeah, if your goal is to be in Malaysia, running off to Dubai isn't going to fix your visa situation. So I thought, whatever. Like, he's, he went to the immigration office, had an issue, was late to dinner one night because he got pulled over. And when you get pulled over, they ask you for your visa. So... Mm. He was saying, like, you know, they were targeting me. I was pulled over because I'm black. And I don't know how that was possible. As dark as his windows are, like, you can't even see inside of them. So I thought, well, you know, racial profiling is a thing. Maybe that's the case. I don't really know the culture here, so whatever. And he said he had to pay them off to let them go. Like, that was the culture of Malaysia. If you have an issue Mm -hmm. with the police, you give them money, which I've heard in various countries. So, okay. It's not Uh, the case here. No, afraid not. You're getting that too. <laughs> or deported. <laughs> like, that's, that's the only option. So but nothing that, that you're saying is a deal breaker. There's no. like early on little red flags that you're like, okay, like I'll deal with them. Yeah, yeah. When I have to deal with them. Exactly. Yeah, nothing, even with his friends. Like we, we went to lunch one time. So this was one odd thing. We went to lunch one time with one of his friends named Mike. <sighs> Mike. Mike had a million questions for me. And Chris said he had to go to the bathroom. He went to the bathroom for half an hour, which I thought was very So odd. his name was Chris. Are we allowed? Chris. Are you yeah, yeah. We're allowed him? to use his name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's nothing in Malaysia that prohibits you from identifying anybody I checked. Got it. <laughs> but Mike, Mike was Chris's best friend. They live in the same building. They live, ironically, in the Aria residence, which I thought was very mm. bizarre. Ironic. Um, yeah. And Mike asked me, you know, are you Nigerian? I said, no, I'm not Nigerian. He said, well, where are you from? I said, I'm from the States, African-American. He's like, yeah, but where are you from? I'm like, yeah, so there's this thing called slavery <laughs> where, where we don't know where we're from. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, never mind. He's like, so do you want kids? And I said, you know, I'm going to be 37 this year. It's a little bit too late for me. I have a really good life. I travel the world. I really can't fit a kid in my suitcase. That's not exactly like the ideal situation. He's like, yeah, but what if it just happened? I was like, well, how would it just happen? He's like, well, you know, things just happen. And I was like, not with me. Like, listen, man, I could tell you my period, my ovulation cycle, when, when I'm most fertile for the past 10 years. I am so paranoid. There's no, there's no fucking way it just happens to me. Like, it's not even, no, no. I have every app, calendar, every, no, no. I'm not risking my job for, <laughs> for her baby. Not, not knocking anybody who has kids. I'm sure they're a blessing and all that great stuff, but I worked really hard for my job and I really enjoy where I'm at. So now he's like, well, you know, I really want a kid and I know Chris hopes to have one one day. And I was like, well, hopefully he meets the right girl. Give him that. (laughs) You're like, I literally just met Chris. Yeah. So I later learned that that was a setup. Because if Chris had asked me that, I would have been like, I got to go. But to have his friend ask me was like, your friend. And I said it to him after, like, your friend's kind of weird. He's asking these like invasive, (laughs) creepy ass questions. And he's like, yeah, you know, don't just ignore him. Don't pay him any mind. So in the process of asking me, like, what if it just happened? And, like, what do you do to, like, what do you mean it would never happen to you? They were trying to figure out what I do to protect myself from becoming yeah. pregnant to find a way around it. So that was, yeah, that's what that lunch was. It was not, let's just go to lunch. It was, okay, she's gotten comfortable for the past week, two weeks. Now we need to figure out, like, everything about her 
so we can make our move. So it was like a group. If you had said, well, if you had said like I I wear I am on the pill and I make guys wear condoms, like what would have been their way around that? Like to to remove the pill and, and to cut hold. the condom. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you had like an IUD, it would be like your best. <laughs> like that would be yeah, the only like thing. that arm thing yeah does an arm you know that would probably be like the only thing oh and even God. mike even said like yeah you know i try to have a baby with my girlfriend and it just didn't work out and i was like what do you mean it didn't work out he's like oh i tried to get her pregnant and, and for some reason it didn't work I'm like did you ask her or did you just you just do what it, like and he kind of clammed up like oh shit i said too much and uh, yeah i was like mm, that's weird so when we walked out of the restaurant um, he's like, so you have any American friends? I was like, yeah, but they're not going to date you. <laughs> like, they're not, they're not gonna... He's like, what's that supposed to be? I, I just got a really bad vibe from Mike. I don't know why. Yeah. I just thought he was, he wasn't, he wasn't very warm. He wasn't like, there was no small talk in terms of like, so what do you do? Where, like, where's your family from? What are you doing in your travel? It was just like, so. You want a baby? Like you're gonna. Ha- it just mm-hmm. was very. How do you protect yourself? Yeah. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Um, so when he asked me about my friends, I was like, Yeah, no, no. I don't know. I don't know you very well, but I would not introduce you to any anyone I know. And Chris was just laughing about it. And Mike said, Well, you know, the goal is to always have an American girl, maybe an Australian girl. And I said, Listen, man, you cross an American girl, you're gonna regret it. Like. <laughs> know if you really want an american girl because we're 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 not as you know submissive as the women out here Mm -hmm. that you're used to where we have a lot more freedom we're a lot more outspoken and you're used to women in southeast asia that's a very different culture he's like no i think i could handle it i'm like well good luck and that i think that was the only time i met mike in person like that's the only interaction we had one-on-one so my last night was like mid-May. It was like almost like a few weeks later, mid-May. I was at Chris's apartment. And mm-hmm. he was like, I have to go talk to Mike. He would go downstairs. He would be gone for an hour. And then he would come back. And then an hour later, I, I got to go run and talk to Mike real quick. I'm like, Do you, get, you can't call him? Like, why do you have to keep going <laughs> into the apartment? And then this guy came over. And they're like, okay, we got to go talk to Mike. I'm like, what is Mike? Who, like, what is Mike doing in his apartment that everybody has to go talk to Mike? Long story short, left the next day. He took me to the airport. Um, we talked for the remaining week when I got back to Thailand, just about like day to day stuff. Were you falling in love with him? Was it just a no, hookup? Like, where- no, I wouldn't say it was falling in love. I would say I really liked this person. I was interested in getting to know them better. It was more than just a hookup. But yeah. it, but I'm not the girl who's like I'm not moving in with you. Like, I'm not that... Well, I think I only say that because part of your submission was that you started to make plans to move closer to him. Yeah, so... that's so, where I got that from. Yeah, yeah. So I had to leave Thailand because my visa was up anyways. And that's why I was in Kuala Lumpur. Not necessarily because of this person. Like, I was already there to make plans to potentially move there. It was between Bangkok and Kuala Lumpur. So the, the plan was, after a week of speaking about it and what was best, I said, listen, I'm going to go to Bangkok for, like, a month because I just want to make sure before I fully leave Thailand. Um, so I went to Bangkok and then when I got to Bangkok, I found out I was pregnant mm-hmm. and the doctor actually laughed at me because I showed up and was like, listen, I need a blood test. I took one of these at home tests and pregnant. He's like, well, how late are you? I said a day. He's like, Aria, really like you're a day. 
Like, I, kn- I know that I'm pregnant. He's like, I don't think, I mean, a day is nothing. You're 36. If you want me to do the blood test, fine. That afternoon, he emailed me and he was like, so, yeah, you're pregnant. Yeah, you're, you're pregnant. I'm like, how is this even? We had a discussion about practicing safe sex. We yeah. had a discussion about getting tested. We both got tested because he was very adamant about getting tested first. So I'm thinking, you used a condom, we got tested, we had a large discussion about being careful, and now I'm just pregnant? Like, that doesn't, it just was weird to me. So I called him, and he's like, oh, I'm just shocked, like, I don't, like, I don't know, I gotta call you back. I'm like, call me, like, call me back! (laughs) What do you mean, call me back? (laughs) I just told you I'm pregnant with your child, what do you mean, call back? And I, I just... I don't know something was like something's wrong and then I remembered the conversation that I had with Mike I thought like would somebody do that would someone actually intentionally get you pregnant and why would Mike be in on it and this whole like womb rental thing I knew nothing I never even heard of it yeah I mean Uh, I've never heard of it yeah so I was like no he can't be that evil like this is something's something's up so when when you found out when you found out that you were pregnant was what was your initial thought though was it i need to get an abortion immediately i need to yeah my initial thought was holy shit yeah (laughs) i have like my whole year planned out in terms of travels i have like another Mm -hmm. four countries to go i'm waiting until whale season to go swim with humpback whales and french polynesia like you can't do that with a baby so my, mm-hmm. my, so yeah, my first reaction was like, holy shit, like this is hell no. And then part of me yeah. was, you guys were careless in some way, shape or form and you're 36 and so now you have to deal with it. So I was like 50, 50, mm-hmm. my, my, never did I think, oh, we're just going to run off and be together and be like, yeah, that, that, okay. Yeah. No, that never crossed my mind. It was like, okay, well now like you're a grown ass adult. You got yourself in this situation and you're going to have to deal with it or you're going to have to, either way, you're going to have to deal with it. Whether you decide not to keep it or keep it, you're going to have to figure it out. And you're in a country where abortion doesn't exist. So you're going to fly across the planet to get an abortion. Like, yeah. Knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. how did you get pregnant? Do you know? Yes. I mean, we know how you got Dam- pregnant. Well, but- yeah. <laughs> he damaged a <laughs> condom. He, remo- he removed the condom <sighs> one time and damaged the condom. Yeah. Which he later acknowledges in, like, several times. Okay, all right, texts. I'll let you keep yeah. going. Yeah. So he's like, well, I, you know, what, what are you going to do? I can't leave the country. Like, not hinting at I need to take him with me, but just mentioning the obstacles that are in his way. Not so much, like, well, what are you going to do? This is your life. This is what, like, it was more so, like, this is what's happening to me right now. These are the problems I'm having right now. I can't leave Malaysia. I was like, well, I can come to Malaysia. When I said that, he was like, what? <laughs> like, because the plan was, oh, come with me to America. And when I said I can come to Malaysia, he's like, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm not even ready for a child. And I was like, then why'd you make one? Like, you, 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 <laughs> what, I mean, I didn't make it myself. And he then mentioned his, his daughter. Did you know that he had had a daughter? No. Oh my god! So in your like five weeks, to, was it how long were you guys together? And about a month, physically. About a month. Okay, yeah. so in yeah. your month together, the he week, never mentioned. No, and plus the week, the week of me being back in Bangkok. So that's in total, yeah, five. 
But did you ask? Did you have a dog? Yeah, and and, and so okay. in the process of him, I said I remember saying to him maybe like week two, like I feel like you're very secretive. And he's like, I'm not secretive. I'm just private. And like that's I mean I'm private too, but there's just something. <laughs> I don't know. It ju- I just, you know, they say like, go with your gut. My gut was like, there's something, there's, there's something. Yeah. yeah. And there's, and it wasn't like another girl. It was something else. It was something, I can't even describe it. It was just this feeling I had. And I remember the week before I found that I was pregnant, I, I even talked to him and said like, it's just something off. Like there's something about you that doesn't add up and I don't so know right. what it yeah. is. And then the gaslighting began of like, you know, maybe we shouldn't talk anymore because you clearly don't trust me. And I'm, he also would have to reassure himself that he was a good person a lot, which I thought was kind of odd. If there was ever anything I disagreed with or didn't like, the response was like, well, I don't think any less of myself or I know I'm a good person or, you know, that's, that's your opinion, but I, I know I'm good at heart. Like he was trying, even knowing what I know now, I feel like he does have some sort of a moral compass, but he's convincing himself through the influence of others that like, this is just the lifestyle and this is what you have to do. But also tr- mm-hmm. he knows he's a piece of shit and has to constantly make himself feel like, yeah, what I'm doing is wrong, but I'm still a good person. Like I'm just doing this because I have to do this. Like I have to make money. I have to like, this is how I, this is my livelihood. So what a strange I went to- livelihood. Yes. So well, the wound rental <laughs> is, is the small part of it. I can't so wait to understand that, but yeah. yeah. So, so he says I, he has a daughter. Yes. Um, and was like, I and I said, well, where's your daughter? She's in Thailand. Well, why is she in Thailand? Oh, well, I, I met <laughs> the exact same story. <laughs> she was a girl on vacation in Malaysia that became his girlfriend and it didn't work out and she got pregnant and I don't know if he thought he was going to get citizenship to Thailand or if this girl was like, screw you. I don't know the dynamics of the two of them, but he basically mm-hmm. just said that she got pregnant. He wanted her to get an abortion, which I, my guess is he wanted the citizenship. She said no. So he said, get an abortion. You can't because you, I mean, you, you can go to certain places that are super dodgy in Bangkok. And I think there was one place that hands out the abortion pill from what I was told by another doctor, but the line is like down the block to get it. Uh, And that's about it. And he said people fly from all over the country to go to this one person who has a stock of abortion pills. So my guess is this girl was like, I'm just going to have this kid. So So then he went on again, like, I'm not ready to be a father. You can't move here and make me take care of this kid. And like, I don't want, I don't want to have kids. I was like, well, then why do you keep having them? Like, now I know you've had multiple. So like, (laughs) what do you mean you don't want to have kids? You keep impregnating people. And he was like, listen, you do whatever you want to do. I'm not, I'm I'm not talking about this right now. So I was like, this can't, this, this is some shit. Like, this doesn't even make this, this is more than just a casual hookup that went wrong. Like there's something else. I don't know. My gut was like, there's something else to this. This is too mm-hmm. bizarre. So I went on to Reddit. Shout out to everybody on Reddit. Cause they saw what made you go on to Reddit. I think I went on to Reddit because Reddit has a lot of like local pages and mm-hmm. I'm not on Facebook. I'm barely on Instagram and I don't even know how Twitter works. So <laughs> I figured Reddit, I feel like, has a lot of people who are who are local who are sitting on these local pages, and you can click yeah. on it and see who's on, like, how many people are online. So I went to the Malaysia page. They have this like Malay just for the entire country, and I was like, 
This is totally random and probably completely embarrassing on my part, but I'm an American who went to Kuala Lumpur. I met this Nigerian guy, spent weeks with him, got back to Bangkok, found out I was pregnant, and a part of me feels like this was intentional, and the comments were just flooded. So it was like 30,000 views and mm-hmm. maybe 100 comments of everybody was like, oh shit, this is the norm here. <laughs> and it was, I mean, the comments were like, I think the first comment was somebody saying like, yeah, my my friends here in Malaysia, my female friends tell me this all the time that these guys do that to try to get citizenship here. Somebody else said that's called womb rental where basically you're impregnated by somebody either for financial gain or to access citizenship. Sometimes if you get someone who's really, really evil, like really vicious, they will just go as far as just violently raping the person to get them pregnant because they know in Malaysia abortion is illegal. Or the woman goes missing and then they get full custody of the kid and all the assets of that woman. And in terms of law enforcement in Malaysia, quite possibly like one of the worst on the planet. Well, yeah, if you're able to pay them off for a a speeding ticket. And even in, well, in Malaysia, uh, what's it called? Stealthing? I've never heard of the word stealthing. Stealthing is the legal term for basically pregnancy entrapment or reproductive coercion so if you mm-hmm. alter someone's birth control alter the condom remove the condom it's called stealthing and it's actually a chargeable offense in malaysia there was one woman it- who who did get a guy arrested in charge and i think he got a few years in jail for doing it but he was like yeah i did it and i do it again like openly let's break down womb rental for a second yeah Especially in your case, because he's free. If he's freaking out versus mm-hmm. being excited, and this is just where like I'm really ignorant to it. Yeah. If this is what he wanted, what is the gain? What is, what's the financial gain that he would get? Because when I think of a woman having a baby that a guy doesn't want, I'm thinking, oh, he has to pay child support. So what's his financial gain here? The financial gain would be a custody battle, which he would win. Okay. Well, as in terms of, and I actually checked with a lawyer in the states when it comes to custody plus immigration. Just because you're not a citizen of the United States does not mean you're not entitled to custody of that child. You don't have to be an American in order to have custody of the child. And there's no reason for him not to. I, at that point, had nothing on him. So other than our disagreement of this child, you still go mm-hmm. to the United States. He actually lived across the street from the American embassy and say, this American's having my child. I need a green card. Boom. Got it. Okay, yeah. so it's pretty much an automatic green card. Correct. If you have an American's baby. Correct. So there's the... That's the visa gain. What's the financial gain? Or is that the financial gain within that? Because you then... Well, I don't know. And I, I mean, it, it was your intention to make me go missing. And you know, you now know what all my assets are and that I have this money to travel and build whatever. Mm-hmm. Was that was that part of the plan? Or did you just think that you were going to have... Ac- we were going to live happily ever after and you had access to my bank account? I don't know. From what I was told from people in Malaysia, it goes multiple ways. There's some people who just use the woman to get the baby, to get the to get the citizenship and then they disappear and have nothing to do with the child, which I think is what he did with the woman in Thailand because Mm -hmm. he, he said, I haven't seen my kid in years. Was the woman in Thailand an American? No, she was Thai. Thai. No, she was Thai. So did he want a Thai citizenship or like, what was the point of that for him? So I think for him, because his visa is expired in, uh, in Malaysia or Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, there's a threat of getting kicked out. If you get an officer who's nice enough to take your bribe. Great. If not, you get the boot. 
And the boot means going back to Nigeria. They, they will book your ticket and send you home. You don't get to fly somewhere else. You have to go back to Nigeria. So as a safety net, if you can get some sort of citizenship somewhere close by as, you know, just a precaution, then why not? Obviously, that didn't work in his favor. Um, and I was thinking, too, you've been in Malaysia for four years. You haven't found, haven't found or tricked anybody into... Like, you didn't just pay for it? I'm sure some woman somewhere. And I even said, like... America has plenty of sugar babies. Fly to LA for a weekend and pay somebody for. I mean, there's if you want to fund some girl's lifestyle, there's there are yeah. people who would happily take your money. You don't need to have a baby to do that. Is the is the thought that hypothetically a guy can have as many kids as possible from different countries, the mother, of, mm-hmm. you know, visa, and then the right. then they would have a visa to all of those countries. I think you, you can have a visa to as many countries as you want. I think dual citizenship is the most that he could get. But in terms dual of citizen, visas, yeah. yeah, he would have access to different countries to hop around. I also learned that this crypto career yes. and this real estate career is an online scamming thing. So Nigerians, I'm not generalizing Nigerians, but there is a big thing in the Nigerian culture in terms of scamming. It's a big thing that starts within Nigeria and they move to other countries and it kind of grows where they do these. There's a guy in America who just killed himself, actually, a 17, 18 year old college student who was on Bumble, mm-hmm. um, matched with what he thought was a white American girl. It was a Nigerian man sent him like provocative pictures to what he thought he was sending to a girl. And the Nigerian man said to him, like, if you don't give me money. I'm gonna, so that's typically Nigerians behind all of those scams. Other scams that they do is they identify themselves as American soldiers. So that way they have an excuse as to why they can't see the girl that they're talking to. And a lot of people fall for it and send them money that way. They date a lot of older women. Sorry, ladies. Who are middle-aged, retired age, lonely, and are flattered that this handsome Nigerian man wants to even associate with them locally as well. I had a student that went to school with him that gave me their social media and they're like no shame i mean like 50 60 year old women in these photos with them out on the beach on a yacht like just robbing these ladies blind and some of the some of the women that they date they get to a system with wiring money so -hmm. it's not traced back to them but in terms of what gain he would get for me i think either citizenship or or my money was was the goal Um, okay But so you tell him that you're pregnant. He freaks out and Mm -hmm. is like, I have to go. Yeah. So then I hop on the internet and start digging. And I get maybe 100 different comments. People are telling me where to go, what country to go to get an abortion. Nobody at any point said keep the child. And anyone I talk to from lawyers to doctor, a clinical doctor to the doctor at a hospital. I went to a hospital to get checked again. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone was like, don't, not with this guy. No. Because mm-hmm. it, even if he disappears, he can sit and watch and wait to see how you are doing financially and pop up at any moment and challenge you for that kid or go after that kid. So you're going to be looking over your shoulder for the next 18 years and then some because mm-hmm. this guy, it, depending on how desperate he is or how successful or unsuccessful he is with other women, knowing that you have a kid who come, who, whose mother has a decent amount of money and a successful career that that is like the golden ticket for them 
Um, Wouldn't he not want to go to court, though? Like, these men afraid of going to court because it kind of brings everything to light or they don't care? I don't think so. Well, he didn't know that I knew what I knew. That's the other thing. I had no idea that he was a scammer. I didn't know that he Mm -hmm. was scamming people with, with Bitcoin and was on these dating apps hunting women down. In terms of how I was found and how they're finding other women, they target American hotels. So in Kuala Lumpur is the Marriott, the Ritz-Carlton, the W Hotel, pretty much any any of the Marriott Bonvoy hotels are in these major cities. So those are the, those are the hotels that they hang out at to see who's checking in alone, who's eating alone, who's in the gym alone. Like they're and usually in pairs, one will watch and one will approach. So that was my situation. Basically, the information I got that this is completely normal in this region of the world. This is a way for them to trap women into citizenship. There's some people that do it for selling the kids. Some people will have the women. Typically, they do that with local women because they don't have the resources and the local authorities don't care. Whereas if mm-hmm. you do that, I feel like if you do that with an American no, that and they go fine. back home. Yeah, it's not going to work. But kidnapping in terms of child trafficking has become too difficult because of surveillance. So now it's easier for them to take five women, put them in an apartment, artificially inseminate them all. And there's actually a sick doctor who happens in Bangkok as well, in Thailand. My doctor told me this. There is a very well-known doctor, delivery doctor in Bangkok who leaves the hospital, will deliver these babies from these women who have been raped these guys pay him to keep quiet and deliver these babies safely. And then he just goes back to work and delivers everybody else's baby. And police know, everybody knows. I actually read an article from BBC about womb rental. It's like a known thing, but I don't know. It's yeah. disgusting. It's so you see disgusting. the Reddit articles at this point. He's like, uh, I got to go. Yeah. What's your next correspondence? I thought before I contact him again, I want to find out more. Mm-hmm. So... I decided I'm going to buy a ticket and I'm going to go back. And my friend is like, you're what? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going back and I'm going to, I'm literally going to track this person down and every, in every move that he and his stupid ass friends make, I'm going to document every single thing. I, without them knowing or with them, without knowing? them, no, without them knowing. Um, how are you planning to do that? Buy a ticket and stay under the radar. I hired some people. So in this region of the world, you could hire whoever you want. <laughs> Uh, I won't say how, but Uh I hired an investigator. The investigator works for the head guy. We'll call him the head guy. Never met him, don't know his name, didn't ask. Uh I pay the investigator. The investigator pays the head guy. And then they have guys who do things. What you need them to do is up to you. But for me, my goal was not to cause physical harm, which Uh is on the price list. It is available in in this region of the world. Not that I'm surprised. But when they asked me, like, okay, what's your situation? I told them the situation. Same response. Oh, yeah, unfortunately, these guys tend to do this to women, having these babies and getting people pregnant. Like, to everybody, it's just like, oh, this is, you know. No, yeah. Yeah. But if you want us to get them deported, we can get them deported. And I was like, you can. Like, yeah, it's going to cost you, though. First, we need to figure out, like, his actual name, because we doubt his name is actually Chris. I was thinking Um, that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So when he texted me on WhatsApp, the name Lemmy came up and I asked him, like, is it Chris or is it Lemmy? He said, it's either. I'm like, okay, but like, what's your actual name? 
And he said, in the Nigerian culture, we have, I think it's three or four different names. The first name is an African name. The middle name is typically a European name. And the last name is an African name. So Chris is the middle name. Um, mm-hmm. He told me his first name. Couldn't tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. But I decided to go with these ins- this inspector and this investigator and his, his friend friends <laughs> to look more into this guy. So he's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And I can say this part because it's already happened in Denwin. I won't divulge what's going to be done in the future in terms of like still tracking and and monitoring Mm -hmm. but i gave him the address i know where he lives i know where he works out i know where his friends live i know where he plays football so they're like all right we'll just surveillance him for a bit put a tracker underneath the car monitored his every move and every all of that's legal there or just yeah whatever yeah Yeah. it's just whatever if you get caught write him a check that's (laughs) that's yeah they would monitor online from his car, but also I had another two guys watch him in person and photograph him in person. Same thing. Dressed up, heading into the Ritz for the next girl. Going no to the way. Yeah. He just went right back at And the it. car, the best part is like documenting it digitally. The car is parked like in the valet parking of the Ritz. So on a Friday night, like myself... And a friend would randomly check. And we're like, are you serious? Like, this guy is serious? Mm-hmm. You, I-, I told you, like, five days ago that I'm pregnant. And you're back at it to find the next girl? Because it didn't work. Like, that I- that period, though, were you guys talking or no? Mm-mm. No. no. So he never followed up in that period? No. Like- I'd say, like, this all happened within a seven-day span between me telling him and me hiring. Between me telling him, going on Reddit, and me hiring someone was all within a seven-day period. When I started to learn more, I would text him and be like, like, this is the situation. I sent him a photo of the ultrasound mm-hmm. and he was like, fuck this. If you're not going to help me out and, and we're not going to have like a rational solution to this and you just need to get an abortion, I will pay for the abortion. Like he basically wanted me to disappear. So I'm like biting my tongue because I know a lot at this point. He doesn't, he still doesn't know that I know everything about him. Um, Wait, but why does he want you to have... I thought that this is what he wanted. Like, this is where I'm confused. Once it was, I'm not going back to America with you and this kid, then he was like, scratch Got it. it. Yeah, yeah, scratch Got it. it. Like, okay. if you're not doing... Like, you're not giving me what I need. You're pain in the ass. You're asking too many questions. Because at mm-hmm. that point, I was like, well, who else have you gotten pregnant? Well, that's yeah, none of your you're business. Like, you're not easy for him, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I wasn't as... Compliant, anything. Yeah, yeah, at all. I was asking way too many questions, and that's when he was like, screw this. So the investigator came back and was like, all right, we ran his phone number. It's a burner. We ran his license plate. We now know why he was always late. And I was like, why was he late? Is there like somebody else? And he's like, no, no. He's late because he doesn't have access to a car because he doesn't have a license because he doesn't have a visa. So the reason why he's always late is because he's waiting to use his friend's car. That car that he was toting you around in isn't even his car. That's Mike's car. Got it. So Mike. Good old Mikey. Good old Mike, who lives downstairs. Everybody has to go visit. That's Mike's car. So Mike was able to trap a woman and get his visa straight. So he has both apartments in Mike's name. Utilities in Mike's name. The car is in Mike's. Everything is in Mike's name. Because Mm -hmm. Chris is under the radar in Malaysia. Yeah. But yeah, they followed him. He just was hunting for new people. Went to, took whoever to all the same restaurants. <laughs> like it was just a, a scheduled routine that they had. D- did it end? I mean, was there any action that 
Yeah, so place. when I so I decided that I was going to go back, I hired a lawyer in Malaysia, and he was like, "Listen, these are first of all the fact that you hired people to go after him is insane and good for you, <laughs> and mm-hmm. second, they're not going to do anything, but I need you to file a police report. Like the police here are super shady, but if this blows up, they're going to say, well, she never told us, like she never came to us, so they're going to use that as." basically blaming you you need to take the initiative or make the initiative to just go and file the reports to say that you filed the report so this police department i i I, i'm very proud of myself for being pregnant violently ill getting on a damn plane by myself hiding in a hotel and going to some creepy ass police department 90 percent of the people who didn't speak any english took my cell phone and had me in a room for five hours by myself and just drilled me with questions. And it was like, well, when were you raped? And and how did they rape you? And when did you tell the person that you didn't want to have the baby? And are you pregnant right now? Can you prove it? Like, we're ne- we need to take you to the hospital to make sure there's actually something in there. Because we don't really know if you're actually... I had, like, medical documents. Every It wasn't enough. It was like, you're lying. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. I said, listen, I have proof of where this guy goes. I have photos. They didn't want to see any of it. No. Mm-mm. No interest at all. But documented it. There is a Documented everything. They gave me a police report. I filed the report. The woman who leads the sex crimes unit is a 23-year-old who was out of touch with the world, to put it nicely, and um, was like, yeah, you know, abortion is illegal here, but I guess in your situation, like... I guess, like, we would make an exception. So, like, if you make an exception, you're admitting that, that, that the crime took place of stealthing, mm-hmm. which which is a chargeable offense. They give me my phone back. They tell me I could leave after five hours of questioning. I get maybe halfway down the block, and I get a phone call from this 23-year-old mm-hmm. sex crimes investigator. Uh, so I spoke to my higher-up. There was nothing wrong that was done in this situation, but we're really sorry. <laughs> Okay. My lawyer had told me, like, don't panic, because that's basically what's going what's gonna to happen. But she said, you know, maybe I could find out his identity for you. Uh, let me get back to you on that. They would not communicate with me at all. These police officers, detectives, whoever, would not communicate with me. They would only communicate with my lawyer. And they said to my lawyer, he's legally, he's in the country legally. He's allowed to be here. He has, like, legal documentation. Mm-hmm. And my lawyer was like, oh, okay, what, well, what is it? Oh, well, uh... <laughs> he's like, well, let me see it. Like you, you clearly contacted him. You questioned him or something to, to let you know, to free, for you to know that he's here legally. You must've seen something to come to that conclusion. So what did you, what did he show you? And they're like, okay, well, we'll get it and we'll show you. And they never did. Why does this country want to protect him when he's not? Cause he's paying them. Oh. And it's a group. It's a group. It's, it's, I'm sure it's not a one-off payment. I'm sure it's a repeated yeah. monthly payment plan of, like, we want to stay here and commit these scams. That Because in Malaysia, mm-hmm. I mean, there's people from India that are in Malaysia doing it. Malaysia, my lawyer said, Malaysia is the hub for internet mm-hmm. scams because you can get away with it. All you have to mm-hmm. do is pay somebody to get away with it. So these, these cops know that these people are doing all this crazy shit, but they make money. Even when I contacted the embassy, like, hey... I'm an American here. This is what happened to me. 
this is these are the hotels that they're going to targeting Americans. Mm-hmm. They were like, okay, we'll just file a police report. And like I did that, and I know as you being an ambassador and working in Malaysia, you're fully aware of how the system works here. But they can't get up and publicly say Americans are being targeted in Malaysia because that will alter the tourism in these countries and the American embassy will be at fault of Malaysia losing so much money. So for them, they're just nothing. And and have since like ignored my emails, the American embassy have just like not even responded at this point. They were and, initially, and they said to file a police report and give us this person's name. And I was like, okay, well, if you're, I, I filed a report and nothing's being done. Can you tell me like what branch of government or what department I need to speak to either in Malaysia or in the, in the States where people can be warned who travel here? Because these men are mm-hmm. literally hunting women. Like I have documentation of these men hunting women down, particularly American women who are traveling, and my my lawyer said it's not just Malaysia, it's Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, and Vietnam. Like, there's some, there. I have to be able to report this to someone, and they would not tell me. They, 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 they don't want the, the burden of it. And I spoke to a reporter in Malaysia who was like, basically, they can write about it, but even they're restricted. If they go on record saying the cops are covering this up and they're accepting money, he said, we'll either get arrested or we go missing in terms mm. of the press. So they can write about Chris and write about mm-hmm. what happened with Chris and what Chris and his friends are doing, but they can't cover the part of the government's corrupt and this is and this is why Chris is able to get away with it. Even though everyone on Reddit knows, the embassy knows, the reporters know, you can't speak on it. Are you worried for your safety at all? No, I could care less at this point, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I don't give a rat's ass. What country? Really you, you've left the country. I've left Asia altogether. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. good. Uh, at this point, what, where are we on this timeline? Is this like three weeks ago? So maybe two weeks ago. In and terms at that of- point, you've done all your legal due du- 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 diligence. Yeah. You've contact with this man, but you were still pregnant. Was your plan to then go get an abortion and you just happened to miscarriage? Yeah. So I okay. went to go to Vietnam and pay that ridiculous amount. And I was like, I'm not paying these assholes for, for I mean, I'm not paying a thousand dollars for a pill. Yeah. So there was another clinic, like, do, I think it's called Dr. Marie. This, this Dr. Marie is apparently this like monumental woman in Vietnam who's brought legal abortion and mm-hmm. is helping all these women, blah, blah, blah. And I read the reviews. She had really good reviews, but I read one review that was like, don't bother going because they won't treat you if you're foreign. And I was like, mm-hmm. you gotta be kidding me. And that's the case in a lot of these places. Like, especially if you're American, they're not having it. You're either yeah, going to pay like, out the ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or just go home. Go home. And so that day that I was supposed to have my appointment, I was, like, bleeding uncontrollably. And it just all was horrible. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Did you think yeah. about at all going to America during this and just... No, because the my first reaction was I have to catch him before he gets too suspicious and there's they're going after somebody else like that was the big thing for me like there's some other girl that's about to be in my situation and i text him while i was in malaysia so i did when i got there i let him know like that's when i let him know i know what you're doing like i know and yeah, I, yeah, I think cause... i without even saying anything i sent him a photo of him at a party and he was like what the fuck is this and i was like did you have fun last night and he's like, what, are you fucking following me? 
I was like, no, I'm, I'm pregnant. I can't be doing that. But other people are. And he was like calling my phone, calling, calling, calling. And one of the lawyers, I, so I have a, a local lawyer in Malaysia and an international lawyer to let me know, mm-hmm. like, as an American, this is what you should and should not be doing or could and could yeah. not be doing. Um, and she was like, never answer their phone unless you're able to record the conversation, keep it in text. Um, so he like lost it. I was like, what the, f-? like, she's back. <laughs> like most of these girls take off running. And I was like, yeah, I hope you had, I hope you had a, a good night last night. And I saw you were at the Ritz. How was that? And he was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Like, uh, you don't scare me, blah, blah, blah. Is this where he admitted that he popped the condom and... Not in so many words. So he didn't say, like, I did this to you. It, I, I, basically, it was me saying, I know I know you did X, Y, and Z. And he's like, yeah, but what are you going to do about it? Like, Got it. You, you can't do anything about it. And I said to him, what... How many women have you done this to? And his response was, it's none of your business none of your business that's what he said i said well it's my business now because i'm one of them so and now it's my fucking business and i said listen i know you're a scammer i know you're doing all this online shit to make money which is quite frankly shameful like the fact that you and your buddies are all cuddled up on a couch in mike's apartment sitting on computers <laughs> on dating apps trying to scam a hundred dollars two hundred dollars a thousand dollars out of people and i started sending him photos from Social media, I was like, you're out here fucking 60-year-old women to get a check. Like, that, that's embarrassing. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's your life? If I had, you, I said to him, do you think I would have given you the time of day if you had told me the truth? He's like, it doesn't matter what, what you would have done because I was going to do what I was going to do. And I was like, well, it clearly hasn't worked out with me or any other woman or you wouldn't still be desperately trying to find a way to stay in Malaysia. And part of me thinks he's done something in Nigeria that he... Like, why can't he go Like, he home? can't go back. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's something... You've either fucked with the wrong person, mm-hmm. or you've committed some god-awful crime, or something... Like, there's something that you're running from. There's... Why Why not just go home? Do you have any sense of how big this womb rental community he's in is? For him directly, and this specific group's... This, this specific group of Nigerians... It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty localized. Mm-hmm. However, from doctors that I've spoken to, it's the Chinese who are running the, the, the womb rental because a lot of these men in China who've, who are multimillionaire billionaires who have committed wire mm-hmm. fraud and other acts of other crimes then move to Southeast Asia, invest in properties, pay somebody to kidnap local women and impregnate these women. They have the babies then they're able to get citizenship through these women, discard the mm-hmm. women, bring their, their wives from China, and they live happily ever after with their new citizenship and their new baby. This day-to-day financial money that he was getting is through the crypto scams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But his long-term uh, success for himself would be multiple citizenship. Right. Got it. Okay. And I, was, I don't even can... know if, 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 if the multiple citizenship or multiple visas – is in terms of living or if it's just to have a backup plan for whatever country you're in that doesn't work out or you get caught now you have a place to run and hide Mm -hmm. i feel like it was i feel like it was more so a security blanket for him than a place to sit and settle down in or maybe it's a new place to i mean i don't think you could run those scams in america and of course there's people scamming in america but i don't what they're doing i don't i don't think they would get away with because they're not doing it in, in in european countries or or really any first world country they're not doing it in those places i think it's easier to get caught and i mean you can't pay 
a cop in, in America a thousand bucks and think he's going to be like, okay, <laughs> and just <laughs> let you go after you've admitted to raping people. Now, this has all happened in the last two months. Most women, most people, when, when something like this would happen, would not jump into full-on, like, find out everything revenge mode. Yeah, yeah. Um, be pretty traumatic and painful. And I, has it also been traumatic and painful? Or, like, yeah. is Doc worn off yet? The fact that, yes, you've uncovered all of this, which is so insane. And I hope that it does bring some sort of justice, but also that, like, down to a human level, like, you yeah. Loki liked this person. He yeah. scammed you, impregnated you, and then you just independently had to go through a miscarriage. Like, that's fucking hard. Yeah. I mean, I think for me in any traumatic situation, which I've had my fair share, unfortunately, yeah. I my reaction to it is, I, not to say I don't cry, because Lord knows I've had my fair share of tears, but mm-hmm. I'm more of the person who's like, all right, Arya, what are you going to do about it? I can't sit and just like wallow in self-pity. I'm just not that girl. And, and, and anybody who does is completely justified in doing so. But for me, part of my coping mechanism is to like, I have to physically do something. And that doesn't necessarily mean in every situation I'm going to go and like destroy somebody's life or hunt you down with a group, a group of, of Arabic men in some foreign land. (laughs) Like that's not my, my normal go-to, but I just, for me, it was like, I can't go home and just let this guy yeah. get away with what he's not done, but it's like going to continue to do. And he had this pompous ass attitude of like, you, I'm untouchable. There's mm-hmm. not like, you can't do anything to me. And for me, it was like, oh yeah, like, like all right, yeah. wa- watch. Watch. Well, that's almost easier, too, when there's anger versus, like, sadness. Like, when right. someone cheats on you or something, it's much easier than, like, them just breaking up and being like, I'm going my own way, you know? Right. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, and exactly. This this is neither of those situations, but this right. is if, like, Tucker must die. And I think, and there was one point, so I, I text him, what did he say? He said something along the lines of, like, like, what is it that you want? Like, what, there was one, yeah, so there was two occasions he texted me when I was in Malaysia and he was like, what is it that you want? Like, tell me what you want. Like, what yeah. do you want me to, what is it that you want to make this go away? Yeah. I said, I, listen, the only thing I want is for you to tell me how many women you did this to. Like, that is the, that is my only, how many people did you do this to? I can't tell you that. It's none of your fucking business. And I was like, it is my business because I'm one of these people. Like, that's the only thing that I want to know. What, like, why, why are you doing it? Why do you want it? that number? Yeah, the why, I want that number. Well, one, my friend asked me the same thing. Why do you want to know? One, I want to know how many siblings my child would have. <laughs> how, how many kids do you fucking have? Two, yeah. I wanted him to incriminate himself via text. Because he was communicating. There was, he has not, yeah, even yeah, now, yeah, even today. Yeah, even today, he has not blocked me on in any way, shape, or form. If I text him something, he will read it. I can see that he reads it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. if, if I say something in a certain way that pisses him off, he'll call. I, mm-hmm. have ne- I have not spoken to him since, on the phone, since I told him I was pregnant. But then I said to him, listen, I, I, know, you're, I know you're scamming people for a living. Mm-hmm. I know you've impregnated multiple women. It's like, I even know that your mother, who lives in Prince George's County, Maryland, that you're wiring her money. And he was like... Are you talking about my mother? And I was like, yeah, I'm talking about your mother. Your mother who lives in Maryland, right outside DC. Your brother who lives in Dubai. Your sister who lives in London. I was like, listen, man, every time you go into a a check cashing place or you have one of your buddies go, there's somebody behind you 
who looks elderly who's watching. Every time you go to a fucking party, there's somebody in your circle who's taking a picture. So there's a weak link in every group. Every group has a weak link. There's somebody in your own fucking group who doesn't like you. So if you think for a second that you're just getting away scot-free and I don't know anything. And so that's when he was like, what do you want? What do you like? Mm-hmm. What? And once he realized like, oh shit, like she knows probably more than some of the people in his own group know. So mm-hmm. I, I know you're sending your mother money. All the money that you're stealing from his people. mom in Maryland? That's so random. She left, left Nigeria. Each family member is in a different country. Yeah. And he's sending the money to her. I said, to, I said to him, do you, do you know that's a felony crime? Do you know it's a felony charge? If, if, if the government got wind that this woman in, in Maryland is posing as this poor widow whose children are, are gone off somewhere while she's willingly and knowingly accepting large sums of cash mm-hmm. through transfers that you, that you send Western Union, and my guess is probably not paying taxes on it. I said, you know your mother can get her ass arrested and, and, and deported back to Nigeria. So that's when he was like, okay, what, do you, like, what is it that you want? Yeah. Um, and you said the number. And he wouldn't give me the number. And he said, listen, I'm not going to have much more time to entertain these conversations. So whatever it is that you want, you want me to pay for, pay for an abortion, whatever it is that you need, you need to tell me. And, and like, if you're threatening me, just be able to back up those threats and blah, blah, blah. Didn't hear from him anymore. So a week later, which was maybe last week. Yeah, last week, week you messaged me like he may be wiring $20,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. to have So it was last up. week. Last week. I think because my lawyer said, I think this was last week too. My lawyer said to the police department, like, all right, you're saying he's here illegally. You're going to need to show me like where, where are mm-hmm. these documents? So I think the police went back to him and was like, Hey, they're not going away. Like you mm-hmm. need, like we're either going to have to show them something or it's going to make us look like we're in on it. And so then I get a, I did not contact him at all. I get a random text saying to him, like uh, saying to me, how much is it going to cost to make this go away? I said, I don't, I don't need your fucking money. You, you can tell the truth about what you're doing. And he was like, you need to put your pride aside and you need to take whatever it is that I'm offering you. Like, this taxing all of this. Like, whatever I'm offering you financially, you need to take. You clearly need the money. That's why you're doing this to me. And, like, your pathetic little blackmail plan to get money. And I'll just go ahead and get... Like, he's <laughs> convincing himself that that's all this is about. I just want his money. And... He's just going to give in and give me his money to, to make him go away. And I was like, fine, you can wire me $20,000 $20, to this account. Here's the account. It wasn't my account. It was a firm's account. And I think my guess is, so he took the name on the, he took the name and, and account number that I sent him and went and Googled mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. sees that it's this international firm and is like, holy shit. Like, so did he not, not wire it? Mm-hmm. No. And no. that's the last you had heard from him? That's the last I heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. For now. For now. <laughs> anything that you want from him at this point like you like blow up we obviously want this yeah ring to end but is there anything that now you want being that you've miscarried and initially it was to find out the number yeah I mean he said to me at one point when I asked after I asked him like how many he said to me like well are you trying to like threaten me or cause me harm. I said, no, I would never harm the father of my child. Because I thought to myself, if I'm unable to get an abortion, how would I explain that mm-hmm. to my child? That, like, I, I did something horrible to you. I, I don't want to have to carry that burden. But then when I when I lost the baby, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck everything. Like, now, 
I yeah. have guns no out. reservation. Yeah, fuck it at this point. Like, and and I'm sure I'm not the only person. And when I spoke to one of my doctors, was like the amount of stress that you were under is not that of a normal person. And for no, you to it go totally in this like sense for you to miscarriage militant mindset to just go 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 he said honestly like even if you didn't go back to malaysia you probably still would have had that just from the trauma of this situation and and knowing what this person has done and whether they're going to threaten you or stressing of whether or not this person's going to try to take the kid from you and he did i forgot to mention that during the conversation of what is it that you want me mentioning his mother he also said like well i thought about it and i decided that i'll just take care of the kid and I was like, well, fuck that. Like, you know, you think I'd give you this child? <laughs> where are you going to put it? In your bachelor pad with Mike? In Mike's apartment? Yeah. <laughs> like, where, he's like, you know, if, if it's mine, if it's mine, then I'm just going to take responsibility for it. And I said, well, if you're concerned about whether or not it's yours, we can go do a DNA test right now. Refused. I said, listen, I'm out here in Kuala Lumpur. I'll meet you anytime, anywhere. You bring whoever the fuck you want to bring. Let me know where. Refused. So you want to come, I'm at the Ritz right now. You want to come up here and talk with me and my lawyer. You're welcome to come up here, bring whoever you want. Refute, like, will not face me under any circum, in any way, shape or form. Will not sign anything. I said, listen, I, I will take the, I offered at the beginning, I will present you with this legal document. You can sign your rights away as a parent. You will not have to worry about this kid financially in any way, shape or form. And we will never contact you ever again. Refuse to sign the paper. I would love to see a car seat in Mike's car that all of them share. <laughs> I have all one 12. question. Yeah, all 12. Yeah, he's going to need like a, a school bus. Um, the only question that's on my mind and, yeah. and I'm hesitant to ask it because, but I feel like you're so open and, and we have yeah, yeah, yeah. this relationship. But when they were asking you when you were with the police yeah. about it being rape. Yeah. It, like for you, do you feel that you were raped? My friend asked me the same thing. So full disclosure, I was raped in college okay. uh, by my boyfriend's friend at the time, my junior year of college in Long Island. And having experienced that in like a violent rape and experiencing mm-hmm. this, I actually think this is worse for me because it's it was so calculated and it was a group yeah. of people and a baby is involved, and a death is involved, and you put me in a situation where long-term would affect my life either way, with either decision that I was going to make. I I just think this was, both are horrible, of course, but emotionally for me, this was worse. Do I consider it rape? I think culturally, we don't, just because of what we define rape as. But in the East, it's considered rape. And when I spoke, um, there's this women's organization uh, in Malaysia that deals with uh, women going through different kinds of trauma. And she said, we, stealthing is considered rape because the act of stealthing is taking away that consent. So yeah. you consented to having safe sex under these conditions, and this person took that consent away. So yeah. it's considered to be rape. In the traditional sense of rape, do I consider it to be that? No. And he actually asked me that. He asked me that like a few days ago. He sent me a text, which is which I I'm guessing he said that because the police said that to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said like, "Did I rape you? Tell me the truth. Like, did I rape you?" And I said, 
you didn't forcefully rape me. No. Did you impregnate me against my will? Yes. Have mm-hmm. you done this to other people? Yes. And I sent him like the legal terms in Malaysia of what stealthing is and how it's considered to be rape. And he just didn't respond. But for me, I mean, my, my biggest thing that I want from this, I don't expect him to go to jail. He's not going to get locked up for years. It's just unrealistic. But I, I just want him to be exposed. I would like for him to be deported. My lawyer said in order for us to get deported. So that's the other thing. The police department and immigration do not work hand in hand. In order mm-hmm. for him to be deported, the police need to report it to immigration. But if you pay off the police, they never make that report. So in, in order for us to make that report, we have to have his passport. We have to have his passport number or his full name. The only people in Malaysia who have that are his school, the clinics that he takes all these girls to, whatever clinic that is, and his apartment building. So those are those. Yeah. Yeah. So the Aria residence is where they live, whatever other places they've lived. He lived in Dubai. I'm sure that place has his, his um, identification, but someone who knows his full name would help us greatly because that lawyer said that's the only way to get him out of the country. And by the thought is by removing him, the rest of it will dismantle because not one of them has ever gotten in any trouble. So you have to. Do you have a picture of him? Yeah. So this, this, this is another part. I said to my friend, I just wish there was some sort of female militia group that I could join. (laughs) Like some sort of group that was able to, navigate this whole thing and tell you what you needed to do or go after these guys or something like that. She's like, well, just do it yourself, Aria. I was like, Mm -hmm. me? And she's like, yeah, like as creative as you are, you can create something. So I bought the domain, her militia, and I created this platform, which is basically a platform of resources for women who are in my situation or any kind of domestic violence, trafficking, womb rental, whatever where you go to this platform, you submit the situation that you're in, and due to donations of other people, and I'm currently offering to fund any legal fees for anybody who does want to report their situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the more people that come forward, the easier it is to get these people either charged or deported. Most of the people who are doing this also are not from these countries. They're, They're all immigrants. So I've created this platform And whatever the trending case is or thing that we're trying to solve is what takes the front page and then people could submit other stuff. So right now Mm -hmm. it's fine, Chris. So it's Chris's photos. It's Chris's photo on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. From that site. Okay. Yeah. And and I have it. It's fine, Chris. Yeah, I'll have, um, I'll send you the link to the website as well. Send me everything. Finish it this morning. That's my story. I'm really sorry. Thank you. Uh, You're still in it. Yeah. And I don't know if the dust will settle or stir back up again, but I am on a human level just really sorry that you went through this. Uh, I know and everyone knows that you're such a badass and will find this guy and take him on and all of that. But that aside, it doesn't make it, it any sucks. less shitty. Yeah, no. It, it sucks. sucks. And I struggle with And your body went through both. a trauma. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a struggle because it's like... I mean, losing a kid, even Wanted if it's at the not. ten week. Yeah, yeah, it's just and and to and to visually see it ruined me. I'm gonna have you give a restaurant. That feels weird <laughs> with this one. You already gave where do you like to eat? Where do you I would like say to eat instead when of you're <laughs> getting trafficked. I would say the only thing I would want to promote would be this website. Yeah. 
Um, please, please plug this website. Yes. So it's Her Militia. And mm-hmm. it's, it's again, I'm putting on this website everything I found about him. Good. Good. Literally, like, com. yeah, all of his photos, the text message conversations of, of him admitting everything, their right. social media, Mike's included, photos of them out as a group. I have, like, the exact hotel locations that they go to. Please avoid going to <laughs> or go I, with somebody. I no doubt TikTok and Reddit will do its thing and yeah. this yeah. guy will be found. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and follow the podcast wherever it is you listen to it so that we can bring you more unexpected stories by ordinary people. And if you didn't like the episode, forget what I just said and just please don't tell anyone.